Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you very much for joining me today. It is the weekend. I hope you had a great week and um, I wish you all um, a great uh, weekend ahead. Um, thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. I really appreciate your time and your energy and uh, your presence here today. It's been a hot day. I'll spend most of it indoors, but I will um, I will go out sl- outside for a short walk later on. It's still uh, it's not even uh, midnight over here, and so uh, I haven't gone to bed as yet. So yeah, gonna go out, water my plants, and go for a short walk afterwards. Um, so today I'm gonna talk about something um, that I wanted to talk about for a long time. I've done some research on it and put some uh, put a uh, podcast together. Uh, I decided to do this topic on the on the podcast uh, because I read a small um, you know pop up that came on my phone and it was about an Islamic channel and it said uh, no Facebook, no Twitter, uh, no WhatsApp, no um, no Instagram. One point eight billion followers Muhammad is the greatest of all men uh, we Muhammad is the greatest of all men we love Muhammad uh, he being the greatest of all men and 1.8 billion follow, followers it was a it was like a catchphrase okay no no whatsapp no twitter no facebook no instagram um, 1.8 billion followers um, and it was basically to say, look, he's so great. That's why he has 1.8 billion followers. I mean, would this person not so great have 1.8 billion followers? And he doesn't even have, he never had any social media. Uh, I thought that was the most stupidest of stupidest of face of, 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 of um, post-it and social media uh, mafia work going on. I the most ignorant of ignorant posts. I I I, I laughed my lungs out. I said, "Yeah, you spent fourteen hundred years killing people, butchering people, forcing people to subjugate, putting fear into them, using your sword, building mountains of of skulls, uh, killing people, beheading people, raping people, gang raping people. You enslaved people." For 1400 years, you have laws suffocating them into into believing what you want, not challenging the status quo. They are born into slavery, ideological slavery. They cannot come out of it. They cannot leave. They cannot do what they want. They cannot say what they want. They are forced into this ideological slavery to to repeat and repeat and repeat the same thing that you've told them for generations thousands of years and you're telling me no facebook no post it no instagram 1.8 billion followers i don't think so what a stupid post it was i was i would be ashamed to post something like that i mean after 1400 years of genocide and and slavery uh, they they haven't that that post did not say anything about the slavery that people were subjected to the, during the fourteen hundred years of colonial Islamism, uh, colonial Islamic empires, the invasions. Oh, but it was not so bad. It was that period of time. But we still they, they still did it. 
And the 1.8 billion people today are relics of those colonial empires. They're not relics of uh, Muhammad. Muhammad didn't go and tell them about it. They were they're forced to have selective amnesia. 99% don't for, read Arabic. I would say 99%. A bulk of them don't read Arabic. A good 60%. Um, it is ridiculous. Completely, absolutely ridiculous. So, and on top of that, half of them don't follow. Literally half. I mean, if you want to use that rhetoric, then you could say, well, uh, you know, there, there are two billion Christians. So Jesus didn't have any followers. Jesus did not have uh, any WhatsApp, any Instagram, but he's got two billion followers. What they're going to say? Well, yeah, that was all colonialism. You raped someone. You raped this. You raped that. You enslaved. You used slavery. Um, you used the sword. Um, and besides, not many people follow Christianity today. It's not worth it. Yeah, well, I guess it's the same thing for Islam. It's just that you can't say it. Um, and there was massive amount of slavery for 1,400 years for Islam. So what are they talking about? So on that note, I'm going to talk about slavery in general. We're not going to talk about slavery of a particular empire, but in general. And, and um, we're just going to have, uh, so you can take notes if you'd like. Um, and you can research it yourself. It's important because slavery existed all over the planet. It is part of the cycle of life. Okay, so let's say it once and for all. The definition of slavery is any system in which principles of property law are applied to people allowing one group of individuals to own, buy, and sell other individuals as a de jure form of property becomes slavery. A slave is unable to withdraw unilaterally from such an arrangement and works without remuneration. Okay, so this, this, uh, this definition was taken from, uh, from, from Google, from Wikipedia. I'll repeat that. Any system in which principles of property law are applied to people, allowing one group of individuals to own, buy, and sell in other individuals um, as a de jure form of property is slavery. Now, every single one of us have, have ancestors who were slaves, not by one group or the other, but we are cyclic at 360 degrees in the cycle, and we go through every degree uh, of that cycle, um, in our daily lives, in our bi-weekly lives, in our generational lives, in our 500-year cycle, we go to every period of slavery. And one, if you look up the ladder, somewhere up the uh, behind on your ancestors, you will see a generation of slaves. Okay, every single one has to go to slavery to come up the other side. It's like saying the sun has to set for the sun to rise. So yes, you have to be a slave to be also a king. You have to go to the rock bottom, uh, be traumatized to use that trauma to rise up uh, that, that yug, that Kali yug, that part of your life that will be a Kali yug, and then you will come out of the other side, and it's part of the currents and waves. So slavery starts at home, not on the streets. When civilization became disconnected from each other, when knowledge was lost, when the grammar of the physical and metaphysical was lost and only the parables were left, civilizations then formed boxes, enclaves, tribes, and boxed themselves in. Uh, isolation and indoctrination, which would have followed them, 
which would have followed, left them weak and pawns in a very robust feudal economy of the ancient world of feudal lords, tax collectors, kings and queens. Thus, when you forget the currents that produced your waves, the sequence of events that connect you to each other and our electromagnetic universe, you become a weak pawn ending up in a very precious commodity. Uh, your human capital is able to be bought and sold at a premium to empower the deep pockets of your owner. These owners were, were those who, were called, who are called today feudal lords. Their commerce is what we term as feudalism. Feudalism where everyone submitted to complete silence to the master who was taken as a representative of God on earth. Every group or region of this planet has practiced some form of feudal slavery, whatever the label, not even thinking twice about what we were doing. This was the commerce of its day. Um, sorry. Um, twice. Sorry. This was the commerce of its day, a product of its time. The feudal lords did not even think twice, as this was the only way of life they knew. Today, slavery still exists in our modern world, or as we have still not connected our history. We have still not understood our sequence. So anything on this planet can be bought and sold at a price. We have not really changed much. We have changed the label on the top, but the mentality below is still the same. We're ignorant and proud of it while wearing the ignorance on our sleeves without hesitation. A hundred percent of the people of this planet have been slaves at one point of history. Uh, most of us, without knowing, it is that we are still slaves. Slavery is not black or white. It's about ignorance and power. When two people are ignorant, one individual will subjugate the second who is weaker. The latter believes the nonsense of divine necessity to submit in silence to the former or the establishment. Then one will get slavery. Slavery is power to subjugate in silence. As a result of your ignorance, camouflaged by an imagination uh, or divinity, as I like to say, bullshit and bolsters. Um, I swear to the heavens, if there are aliens watching us from another galaxy, they'd probably be laughing at us really loudly right now, free of cost. We're not even charging them anything. We earthlings. Look at the positive side of slavery. It is one concept that does not discriminate between black or white. Slavery subjugates people of all colors, forms, labels, and genres. It requires you to have one quality that comes pretty cheap, ignorance. Actually, they, they will even sell it to you free of charge, which is exactly what they do in all these mosques and, and, these, and these churches and these gurdwaras and these uh, synagogues. They're selling you ignorance free of cost and you buy it. That, my dear friends, is slavery. A very important concept is that slavery starts at home. Suppression of your voice, imposition of someone else's opinion, criminalizing and dissent and challenging always starts at home. Once that happens, you are weak. Your human capital is weak and sold to someone in your community. Through marriage, mental labor, um, gender discrimination, you are forced to submit to man-made laws. 
This weakness means you can be used among your own people to run an agenda. Then, then, then after that, they sell you as bargaining chips to another community. Finally, as slave labor to a feudal lord, empires, and across continents. So let's go straight to some examples in no particular order. The Arab slave trade. Like all slavery, our Arab slavery of Europe, Africa, and South Asia was used as an economic engine for their feudal colonial empire of Islam. But Islam says slavery started even before the Prophet died. Islam is our dear religion of peace. Uh, Islam, our dear religion of peace, has institutionalized its feudal ideology on the rhetoric that it was sent down directly from the heavens. Hence, only Islam can liberate people from slavery. Uh, all other ideologies, religions, and cultures belong to the age of ignorance. They are corrupt, and hence, it is precisely these ideologies that have enslaved its congregations to slavery, not Islam. Uh, Islam has sent, was sent by the heavens, through Prophet Muhammad, to correct civilization and restore its glory. Thereby, Islam is the only liberator of slaves. So only they have the right to go to war and kidnap people, men and women, from their homes. Use sex slaves, dancing girls, slave labor, unless the slaves submit to Islam and take oath, the oath of Shahada and convert to Islam. In other words, join the Islamic empire, pay tribute to their kings. Hence the millions of slaves taken from the region of Africa, Asia and Europe during 1400 years of Islamic colonization is not considered as slavery but true liberation from the haram infidels. Islam is therefore n will, will therefore never admit that they are a slave empire. Slavery comes up as a topic only when a Muslim subjugates sub when a Muslim uh, subject of Islamic co colonization uh, needs to point fingers at others to camouflage their own transgressions. Having said all of the above, Islam likes to say that the Quran gave its slaves freedom if they converted. It did not change anything but made it worse. It is completely false. Muhammad did not start Islam. Slavery is slavery. It is theft um, of human capital by force, that which is registered in our psyche. Uh, the trauma is then repeated for generations to come besides history repeating itself after under different feudal empires. These slaves who then converted to Islam to avoid being chattel labor and sex slaves then went on to join Arab armies, colonize other lands, and enslave others. Since it was black on black slavery, no one talks about this part of history, and it's quietly brushed under the rug. Of course, Islam considered its slavery non-existent as it was sanctioned in the Quran written by the caliphs using Muhammad as a brand ambassador. Thus, thus there are no figures to give you. One will get numbers from 10 million to 20 million depending on who you ask. If ever Islam considers that Europe is responsible for making Arab slavery worse while they are the only ones responsible for making it better. History was, is always written by the victor. Uh, who always pointed fingers at others to justify its own transgressions. Arab slavery under Islam is is very long and complex subject spanning different empires and eras. It is therefore for the reader to research in this uh, department for Arab slavery. Uh, yeah. So uh, some characteristics of Arab slavery. The typical 
they typically castrated slaves. Black boys were between ages 8 to 12 and their scrotums and penises complete, completely amputated to prevent them from reproducing. Estimates are that 6 to 10 boys bled to death. However, since their human capital was the economic engine, where, whether as converts to Islam or to colonize further lands uh, or as chattel labor, enslaving their stock made their practice profitable. Caliphs in Baghdad has several thousand eunuchs and slaves in place. Under Islam, uh, a Muslim uh, was entitled under Islamic jurisprudence to enjoy sex with his slave uh, women. Hence, Arab and Turco-Mongol harems had hordes of female sex slaves uh, all over the empire. The African continent under Islam and Arab colonialism, as well as converted African feudal lords, sold their slaves to the Europeans on the coastal areas, starting with the Portuguese. The, the Zanj rebe rebellion near Basra, modern Iraq, over 15 years from um, 880. Uh, around 869 to 888 AD. Um, it evolved, it included 3,000 slaves, uh, sorry, 500,000 slaves who were used as chattel laborers. Arab slavery went on until the 21st century. The last country to criminalize slavery was Mauritania in 2007. Before that, the Barbary slave trade Arabs enslaved European slaves and called them Saka Liba. They were used as concubines, laborers, eunuchs, soldiers, and craftsmen. Even today, Africans in Morocco face violence. They are termed as descendants of slaves called Haratini, enslaved Africans. We'll now go to the Barbary slave trade, a remarkably profitable slave trade that existed along North African coast among the Ottoman colonies of Algeria, Tunisia, Tripolitana, and the independent sultanate of Morocco between the 16th and 18th century. These were perpetrated on European Christians as they were non-Muslims among non-white Christian European slaves too. They were captured and turned into slaves or sex slaves and then slowly converted into Islam. If you see white North Africans with blue eyes, they are descendants of Ottoman Barbary slave trade. These raids were carried out by Barbary pirates of the, of the Ottoman colonies. Muslims in general, sometimes Europeans who sided with other Europeans. Sometimes against uh, some, something sometimes known as the Barbary Corsairs. During raids on merchant ships in coastal towns from Italy to Netherlands, Iceland, and on the eastern shores of the Mediterranean. This was sanctioned by Islamic Jihad as a mission from God. The Aegean Sea was host to most of the slave traffic. For about 250 years, anywhere from 1 million to 1.25 million uh, men, women, and children were, were enslaved by um, Ottoman colonies. It is important to note that there's no real figure in any records. So figures are all estimates. The Ottoman Pashas were entitled to keep one-eighth of all male slaves. The rest were used as labor in inhumane conditions. Female slaves were ransacked back to the uh, European kingdoms for a higher price, tribute. The rest were made uh, to work in harems and bought 
by rich Ottoman feudal class among other upper class individuals and in their colonies. Um, so yes, slaves were ec the economic agenda, uh, engine of the ancient world. The new fledging country of the United States of America was in a, an especially difficult position having forfeited the protection of the British Royal Navy 350 years ago. The USA, who was, then, who was then paying a big price to buy these slaves back until 1785, Thomas Jefferson, the third American president, and President John Adams decided enough was enough. He realized that 20% of his American budget was used to pay tribute to the Barbary pirates, to buy back ships and their sailors back from the Barbary pirates. They went to London to negotiate with the envoy of Tripoli, Sidi Haji Abdurrahman. They were informed of their right to enslave, uh, founded on the laws of the Prophet. It was written in their Quran, all the nations who uh, it was written in their Quran that all nations who should have answered to their authority were sinners, who should not have answered their authority were sinners, that it was their right and duty to make war upon them wherever they could be found and to make slaves of all those they could take as prisoners. Every Muslim who should be slain in battle was sure to go to heaven and paradise. Basically, modern rhetoric uh, is Islam prevents Muslims from enslaving follow, fellow Muslims, so they were allowed to enslave non-Muslims, use them as use the men as chattel laborers and women as sex slaves unless they convert to Islam. Meaning they did not really have a choice to convert or else they would be remain chattel laborer forever. I do not know which God needs to enslave people and use them as sex slaves in order to bring the people out of the world to his religion. Uh, unless it's fake news. God is fake news, that is. In the beginning of the 19th century, the United States of America, along with European nations, fought the First and Second Barbary Wars against the Islamic Ottoman pirates. These wars were a direct response by the British, French, and Dutch kingdoms to the raids and, Euro and European slave trade by the Barbary pirates. Thus, the slave trade ended in the 1830s. When the region was conquered by, by France, eventually the slave trade and their markets in the Mediterranean declined. It eventually stopped the Europeans, which led to the direct reply of the Europeans in North Africa, termed as colonialism. Um, however, they will not say that their colonialism has come out of Islamic barbaric slavery, sanctioned by the laws of the Prophet, or at least Islam story of himself. So let's go to Europe and surf them, a feudal system in medieval Europe where peasants uh, who formed 95% of the population were made to work under bondage conditions tied to their feudal lord and the land they owned. It was not one size fits all. In Europe, countries like Norway, Sweden did not have serfdom like the European kingdoms, but had similar institutions. Eastern European serfdom lasted until mid-19th century, although they were constant revolts against the feudal class. It was believed that serfdom um, shall started to decline after the Black Plague of 1347. Uh, the, black, the plague disrupted social fabric of society, supply of laborers, and demand for goods and services. To fill the void, social mobility concepts had to change and evolve. The chattel uh, of bondage labor were disrupted and destroyed, and serfs were free and educated 
um, and rose up the echelons of power. Hence, most people in Europe are descendants of slaves or called serfs. Um, this, they became serfs out of force through capture in war by necessity, their ignorance, uh, was manipulated by theolo the theological class or the orthodoxy to preach a narrative of submission to God, though Christianity of, and Islam, of which the feudal lords were in charge, um, was the voice in, um, sorry, the ignorance was manipulated by the theological class who preached a narrative of submission to God through Christianity, of which the feudal lords were in charge. This theological class was the voice and medieval social media a platform of the feudal ruling elite who shared the duality of power. No different than today, basically feudalism was the globalist mafia of the medieval world. So we also know there's Egyptian slavery, there's in um, true interpretation of Egyptian hieroglyphics, there were three types of slave establishment in ancient Europe. Chattel slavery, mostly captives of war, used by the ruling class. Bonded laborers, people who were not able to pay their debts uh, and would self-send themselves and their families to the creditor. Forced labor, where the Egyptian ruling class was able to draft villages and local peasants for the work of the state, military, and construction of various projects. Uh, you have Indian slavery, you have the transatlantic slavery, um, you have the African tribal slavery, um, you have the Native American slavery, Native Americans had slavery, the Islamic kafla system is also slave labor. We know in the Gulf it is used uh, to build these big stadiums and cities from nothing. Um, and basically, yes, every single uh, land on this planet has had slavery, and we will go to one, one generation of slavery or two generations when we hit rock bottom uh, in our cycle. So um, I'm just going to quote, uh, before I um, terminate over here, I'm just going to quote a very intelligent economic, economist. His name is Thomas Sowell, an African-American who once said dependence was seen as the key to holding slaves down. It is ironic that the same principles come up in the welfare state a hundred years later. It is also ironic, I would like to add, that this is the same uh, principle of dependence which with which uh, religions acting as a front for political and feudal establishments indoctrinate us to run their empires. I hope every single person of our planet will have the opportunity one day to read up and research the concept and the context in which slavery existed and still exists today in our homes. I will end this chapter of slavery by saying a big thank you to the gentlest economist of all, Mr. Thomas, Thomas Sowell. Thank you, sir. You're one of a kind. So. Um, really, this is um, about slavery and um, how, it, unfortunately, we have gone through it in very dark periods. It is for each and every one of us to do the research, have that conversation with your friends, exchange notes, exchange ideas, um, and, and go from there and offload the data. You can go back thousands of years, you'll see slaves. So offload that data, the trauma which is entrenched in your in your. Um, in your DNA and free yourself from the slavery of your mind um, and you will be free. So thank you very much uh, all of you for joining me. I really appreciate your time and I will see you again tomorrow.